A dozen true men made it back, Ed, Giant, your friend, the Aurochs, which, like, come on, Ed. Hey, uh, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. Martin. I'm talking about the entire series. Storm with swords, and as always, I'm the hostess with the mostest sack. With my brother Nate. Uh, it was awesome. Don't even fucking no, 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 no. start. So, are you the host with the most Zach, or Comma. you Zach? So, what do you the ho- most? What do you have the most of? I'm just the host with the most, my man. All right, yeah. all right, okay. What do you cool. need? I got it. If you've joined us before. Thank you for coming back. If you've not been here, we are a full spoiler reread. You need spoilers? I got them. Of A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking his case. Yeah, yeah, all I was not. If you've been here before, thanks for coming back. We have missed you all. So it's been a rocky little, little bit. So like we finally... Apparently it wasn't good enough when I said those same things just now. Fucking yeah, jerk. it's never good enough. I hate you. you should know that you're never good at... Ooh. That's not good to tell people. Zach is naughty at the top of the episode. He's my brother. I can do it. Thanks for coming back, everybody. We, as adults with full lives now, uh, are still working on squeezing out our schedule. So we apologize on any delays for this episode. But here we are. We're ready to rock some stuff out. And... We're excited about it. Yeah. We got a little bit of house cleaning that we can take care of. Lots of stuff on the horizon. Mm -hmm. You can still uh, keep a lookout, keep an eye out. For our Patreon, if you've joined our Patreon before, our Patreon episode that will be coming out, a new one, which is basically our kind of thoughts on everything. Ooh, I hit my notebook. Here we go. This is the top of our thoughts on the state of things, the shows that are being made in development and about to be on our little screensy-doos here in a couple couple days, a couple weeks. Not far off. Not far. So... If you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can always join our Patreon. Right. Trailers, that kind of stuff. And then our Patreon is patreon.com slash without manners, so check it out, and then you'll see new episodes regularly coming there. Speaking of Patreon, we do want to give a big shout-out, big thank you, big, hey, we appreciate the shit out of you to Agnes. Agnes! We see you, Agnes. Thank you for joining our Patreon, becoming a member. We we hope you enjoy the Winds of Winter sample chapters that are up, and what a great time to join, because we plan on fucking shoot up with content. So much so content coming your way. It's a good time to jump on. We appreciate any of the help we can get, and thank you, Agnes. Thanks so much. We see you. Anyway, we do also have some other emails, different things. There's lots lots to cover here that lots we wanted to get to. So we have been, we, we see you all, we see you. And so Kristen had an interesting question for us that we wanted to go over here at the top, which is <clears throat> George has recently said in his not a blog post that he doesn't plan to introduce any new POVs in the remainder of the series. If he changed his mind, who would you like to see and who would you not like to see? Answers. I I now don't write this second. Holy shit, man! There's a lot of people that I could enjoy seeing a point of view from, but I don't feel like any of them would necessarily serve any kind of purpose. Mm-hmm. It's more for personal gain. I like this guy and want to see what he's doing. Sure. Shit. The the big ones that you know pop into my mind that I uh, similar to how Kristen had answered. The reason I wouldn't want them is. They they know too much, and I feel like that takes away right, from right, a lot right. of the story that we enjoy. And so Varys and Littlefinger, as much as I pine for their information and every little detail, uh, that I'm looking forward to receiving organically. So I don't think it'd be one of them. As far as people I'd like, uh, that one's tough. Maybe Mance, a little bit of Mance, you know? Ooh, Mance could be Mance would be kind of neat, just because there's so many different things in his life i imagine that you could you know get just get a flashback or a memory or uh you know and just to get some insight onto who that man is or was or why he acts the way he does but so maybe mance if you know assuming he's he's alive sure you know uh for me i think i would see i'm gonna catch a lot of shit. holy shit hurry up i know uh i'm gonna catch a lot of shit for this i think I'd love to see a POV from Stannis, Stannis Ooh. the Manis, because 
I mean, again, everyone seems to think that he's gonna like do I don't know burn his daughter or something like that. And so like I guess if that's probably gonna happen, like it'd be much more interesting to read it from him, like himself, and like that'd be dope to watch a crumble of a man from within. But Stannis toes the line of being one of those overly dangerous ones too. Uh, do not want a POV from Howland Reed, 100%. Howland Reed, he needs to feed me like the baby bird I am and just yeah, tell me a story, Grandpa. Like, it's similar to that Varys and Littlefinger thing, I think. Right. He has, he has information that we don't, it's too much right now. I want him to strum a fucking harp and sing me a song and tell me the tale of the wolf. I want him to float man. in on a like a fucking He's gonna turtle. He's going to Peter Pan. He's like, oh, I chased like... my shadow in here. Sorry. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Howland, it's okay. Sorry, right. you're, you're playing a harp. It's great. But, Christian, we wanted to hit you here at the top of the show. We Thank you. Great question. We right? questions posed right to us. We also oh, shit. Ha- you know, shit. have a bunch of missed late. We wanted unread. to shout out uh, Lady Stephanie's Stephanie. latest comment on YouTube on Aria 9 and just her general thoughts as always we appreciate the she discussion. She keeps us straight. Yeah, and the, the discussion. She keeps the discussion going and lively over there and we appreciate you. We see you and we read every single one of these comments that Everything. you leave. And so don't think they're they're just going unseen. And so this one is about our last episode, which was the Arya Nine, uh, a Knight's IOU. Yeah, where Arya's crossing a river with with our buddy Sandor. Not just any river, the big one. Sorry, go ahead and read some no, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, no, you're you're good. You, I, I don't have her. Email oh, you don't have it. Open, so yeah. she likes the Arya chapters well enough, but uh, she was. Talking about the lead up to it with rereading the Red Wedding, and does mention this is jumping up ahead, but like I really don't think you are jumping ahead. They're like these next like six chapters for Arya and Cat. Not that Cat has that many. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. A lot of our listeners are like, "Oh man, we're outpacing you," and it's like, "Guys, hey, we've read these before. You're okay. This is you're good. You're, you're go good. at your like, own Sorry, pace. we're going right. a little slow. Right. But... Things have got interrupted because life pandemic. But we appreciate you guys letting us know where you're at. But by all means, outpace us and then come back and read it a third or fourth or fifth time because it's just as good. But continue. Yeah. So she just mentions the the handling of Lady Catelyn Stark's body. Within the same river, it is what actually <sighs> right. leads to Beric being able to bring Lady Stoneheart into existence to terrify the hearts and souls of men and children alike. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those men and those children. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, did the Hound act of his own accord or was him slowing down Thoros and Beric actually serendipitous in bringing Stoneheart back to life? Ooh. Sure, sure. But... Thank you, Lady Stephanie. We also wanted to quickly address a inductee we also got from Karen. Wonderful Karen. For Sam, where she said a short chapter, but still a good one. Her inductee was the one who was listening, my boy Blood Raven, who might be my favorite A Song of Ice and Fire character ever. His ravens came to help Sam and Gilly and the baby. Also, I think we have room by the fire for cold hands as well. Thank you, Karen. Um, I mean... We can save room since he doesn't have hands to worry about. I like. I need to hold my thoughts on Blood Raven because I'll, I won't shut the fuck up, and we don't have time. We we have stuff to do. And we just definitely appreciate. Yes, great fucking inductee. We'll definitely dive head first into some Blood Raven, especially coming up soon with the Samwell and Bran chapters that we'll be encountering. Right, right. And so there'll be better times for heavy, heavy Blood Raven talk. But we... for now. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. We also have one last email of note we wanted to address, which was Chase not, uh, Chase writing in for Arya 9. Chase, man. And yeah. Chase, buddy, it's okay. You're okay. We're here for you. We'll always be back, no matter what. The next episode's coming out, so you don't have to worry. You have lots of great thoughts here, and uh, your rambling is A-okay, because we do read it all, even if we don't uh, read it all out on the episode. So, I don't know if it's this email that he mentions it, so I'm going to interject here real quick, and Ooh. just let, similar to what you had said before, that if you're reading and you've surpassed where we are, I do know that I personally do like reading or listening to podcast episodes, or like right now you're listening to the, the Roy Dotrice version of... The audiobook. Uh, the audiobook, and like hearing these past episodes on chapters that you're 
far behind now. Right, you could know, kick up, stare up something. Will all of a sudden spark those while you're reading a current chapter in right. your spot. You'll be like, holy shit, I just, like, that's how we found this stuff. Listening to, you know, our favorite podcasts that, you know, are in the fandom about this kind of stuff. So, don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I do, just in Chase's email here, want to point out that he like he makes a note about the parallels between the Hound and the Kingslayer. It takes both of them getting away from King's Landing and the Lannisters to better themselves. And the more time they spend away from the pla- that place and those people, the further they get away from those personas. Jamie's fighting against the Kingslayer reputation, Sandor against the Hound, and both of them had their lives taken from them at a young age and were manipulated into becoming something they never wanted to be. Jamie tricked into a Kingsguard, essentially making him a prisoner of Ares, and Sandor into being a monster by his brother's cruel actions. They're both products of the environment fighting to be who they once were. His inductee for this is the second pole man on the two-headed water horse. He saved Arya and Sandor from becoming fish food, as well as all the others on board. The pole can come too. The Brotherhood could use a good sailor with a with his pole to navigate the rough red waters ahead. Hope all is well in Cali, and he'll be getting his inductees in as soon as possible. Valar Pole Harris. Yes, it's such a good one. I'm so happy. Thank for you, that. Chase, and great inductee. I love the the Jamie. Uh, there, that chapter is uh. Like, it could be a two-parter. It's so juicy. Yeah, there's so, so many different analogies That's a great catch of Sandor and, and the, both of them. The, the more miles they physically put between this place, they can kind of shed this skin. And we learned that, like, the salt pans kind of has an interesting sort of geographic hold over the hound persona like that later in the book as well. And so I think it's just interesting that you yeah, called that out. And that's really a great cool. point. But thank you all. We love you all. We appreciate you all writing in. And if you want to write in to us... You can always do so without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com or hit us up on any, any of the, the socials, socials, Twitter. Yeah. Go to our website, brotherhood without manners, uh, brotherhoodwithout.com, and then just pick on whichever one works best for you. Now, yes. Do, 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 do. Last episode, we were reading Arya 9. As we've discussed right. now at this point. Arya and Sandor crossing the trident, which Arya thought at first was the Blackwater, as the hound is taking her. To the twins. Right. For her uncle's bloody wedding, as he calls it so cheekily at the end, we learn the travel has been rough. Arya's been trying to kill him, and then they come to a sort of grudging agreement. And there's lessons learned, you know, growth. Sandor's becoming a becoming a real man, a real boy. But we're reading John. Not Arya. John. Lovely. Which I, as always, I we try to draw attention to the... Who, which chapter comes before and after which, and so these two pairing together is just fun. Always, just because I love them together, and this is the closest we can get to them being together in any way is their chapters coming consecutively. George, throw me a fucking bone. Who follows who, and who's being true, and who don't have their head anymore. Good one, You know? So, last we left John, John. he was... He was crossing the wall. He's, He's a climbing filthy the wall, fucking wildling. Yeah, crossing which the wall. Which is, you know, Arya just crossed the river. He's crossing the wall. He's yeah. It's the, uh, the frozen water, the frozen nightmare. And it's so, well, hers was felt like it was miles across because they, you know, they traveled the length as they were trying to get across. They got dragged down the current. His is miles up, man. It's Or at least a mile. But it's high. It's really fucking, did you guys know? Spoiler alert. The wall's fucking tall. The wall is tall. That's... So he climbed the wall with the wildlings. They made their way down the other side and came upon a village outside the Queen's Crown. Queen's Crown! Yeah, there was an old man, and there was like, you know, kill him, don't kill him, what should we do, what should I do? And John was like, I can't. And Egret did. She cut the old man's throat, and then John was like, fuck, so he dipped. And but he was rescued by a wonderful wolf that he recognized, or thought he recognized. Did he recognize it? What does anybody know? Nothing if you're Jon Snow. Bran's dead. So yeah, he made his way to the wall, and that's where we... We pick up. Well, right he off. took off on a horse, getting littered with some arrows by his one. All right, I guess we can point out. Right, that Cupid got him. Right, Cu- exactly. <laughs> Cupid got him. The horse is exhausted. John is exhausted. I'm exhausted. But he's got to reach Castle Black before the Magnar, and that is what keeps him just pushing, pushing, pushing. He'd sleep in the saddle, but he don't have one, which is just you know why even. Like, why ruminate on it if you don't have one, you know? Not helping things, John. Negative, <laughs> negative 
fucking visualization, my guy. His leg is more painful for that than ever, but he can't stop and and rend it and let it mend, so he tears it open fresh, remounting again and again, which like, hey, that sucks. That's I as as much as that sucks, that's I feel like that's my life growing up as a kid. Like every time I no arrows, like I'm not getting pure, you know out playing with bows and arrows getting shot and fucked up that I way. Hope not. But like riding my bike, scabs, like just ripping Press. scabs open constantly. I mean, it's like I I yeah, that sucks. But like I I need to ride my fucking bike right now. I gotta be. How can I not be playing right now? Yeah, it's and just, so the further he gets from Egret, <sighs> the more the wound tears open. It's all of you know, bleeding hearts. And I, shit. I get you. I got the Okay, end, yeah. cool. So he eventually, though, does reach the King's Road, and he's like, hey, Fonzie fucking elbow knocks a tree, and like the it's, Game of Thrones theme starts, and he's like, I'm on my way now. It's neat how quickly reading this chapter, when he reached the King's Road, it was that instant, like, placement of his location now. It's like, all right, cool. Now we know where he's at. And then immediately after here, he's going to be hitting Molestown. We'll obviously get there in just a sec, but. He, to finally be aware of, like, specifically where he was, I mean, I know I could look at the map and see him Queen's Crown on any, any map anywhere, but I I feel safe on the King's Road for no reason in particular. We shouldn't. There's not a Stark in Winterfell. That, you got a point. I'm, yeah, you can't go unmolested down the King's Road. He doesn't know that yet, and that's so sad. Uh, he about to find out, but, you know, it's the... It's his northern star. It's his, you know, this is the compass rose. This is the compass needle point north. And, like, hey, and they, like, it's literally that. He goes on autopilot. He's like, I just got to go north. And then I hit the wall. And, hey, and he starts to think of his the wall. His friend, yeah. <gasps> Drinking mold wine by the fire with Hob at his kettles, Donald <laughs> Noy at his forge, and Eamon beneath the rookery. And then he's like, oh, yeah, but what about those motherfuckers north? Like the old bear, Sam, Gren, Ed, Diewind, huh? And then he's like, "Shit, yeah. Hope they hope they yeah, made they're, it they're out. Cool. I'm sure they're fine. The old gods are totally like chill with that shit. Perfectly fine. And of course, hot and heavy on his mind is that cute little redhead that done pierced him with one of those love arrows. And then we get the the angsty and just adorable Jon Snow moniker of you were wrong to love her. You were wrong to leave her. You were wrong to leave her. Yeah, he thinks of his father." Ned. It's so gross to me. Like he's like, "Oh, did father feel this way about my mother?" No, no, he did not. He, he certainly, certainly didn't. didn't. Not in that way. Not in in no romantic. I know, like though you were wrong to love her, you were wrong to leave her. Could be. I don't see any way ways. for it to be interpreted as for him, like applied there, because like the not to leave, like you were wrong to leave her, unless like Catelyn, I guess, in some way. But like, yeah, I don't see it applying to Ned in any way. The, Ned and Ashara Dane. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. No, not right. Okay. Uh, yeah, he wonders if Ned felt the same, and he's like, "Oh, but Eddard was pledged to Lady Catelyn, and I, the Night's Watch, made vows. <sighs> They're shit. Shut up. I mean, everyone breaks that vow, particularly right, through the. Right. And that's it's funny because he now is going to stumble on the spot where they specifically go to break that. Right, vow. like he's literally about to ride through it, thinking about this particular thing. And, it, like, I love this because he's so feverish, like it says, but, like, also, John, because you're thinking about the exact same thing. But most of the town is underground. The brothel is no bigger than a privy, and its red lantern was like a bloodshot eye peeking through the darkness. So... Is this, like, great other imagery? Well, I mean, the red eye... Is definitely part of the werewoods. Like, you can get that, right? You can get that kind of dark, scary look. But, but this also, is like, fucking horrifying. This is, like, this is weird scary. This is, One like, red eye blinking on you. Is it... Is it the John's stigmatizing the the act of sexual content because of knowing this is where the Night's Watch come to break their vows. I broke that vow. No, this is a terrible, awful place. It's scary. Don't don't think of this. Because the only other thing I could think of was the the ruby at Melisandre's throat. Which pretty soon Melisandre is going to like represent sexualization of power to John at the wall. 
and so it's sort of that this weird like garnety drawing in but almost it's it's hiding a town it's like well, a glamour it's, in itself it's much different than for instance like Ch- chitaya's place where there's this power from her and she's this it's it's practically a privy and john hasn't been inside maybe it's a manse down there underneath the the ground this right but elaborate... it's, a, it's a glamour like this this whole right. little privy thing is just like that's the entrance way it's not real so the real town is beneath and it's just like there's a real scary image from afar there's this red eye peeking out in the darkness right so, as he passes through almost like i mean it. it's also you know blood raven could be come to mind because you're right the, the werewolves with their red eyes but it's just like and ghosts right ghost comes to mind yeah it's it's icky i don't like it so though. he does get some food some uh well a little bit a little food ale and a new horse which is good yeah, yeah yeah he yells two stable boys awake telling them that he needs some stuff and then he tells them to wake and warn the village that they're wild south of the wall and they're to make for Castle Black. And then he mounts right the fuck back up and he's like, yo, bye, gotta go, gotta go. And so mulls town out. Yeah, he finally stumbles his way to where he can, in the distance, see the wall. It sees it again. Yeah, the stars are fading, which, you know, I can't help. I just can't help it. Because, you know, we're full spoiler, guys. You're doing it again. What? You're going to bring it up, aren't you? Quaith? All sorts of weird shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yep. I'm going Quaith with the Starlight. Okay. Um, Dance of Dragons, Quaith is Starlight. Starlight, Starlight. Starlight, Starlight. The stars are fading. <laughs> I know. The stars are fading. The moonlight's pale on the ice, and John begins to push on. Like, there is a mystical quality. There, there's literally a large red eye that's, like, watching Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy Snuff. But then there's also this weird ethereal quality of the wall. There's a lot of mystical imagery around John Ben. Some of it ominous and not so like, hey, nice old gods that are looking out for our king in the north, our boy, our Johnny Snow. There's some big red like kind of peeking eye like, hey, boy, hey, boy, are you getting a boner? Because you probably shouldn't because you feel weird about it. And it's it's odd because we, we had the, the comet before that was very symbol similar Vagina in its appearance so imagery was, yeah straight up a you know the bleeding like, hearts i mean it's brutal the, but the a red. gash in the sky and yeah. like that you know some people roughly describe it as that like a bleeding gash in the sky and so it was very much so sexual imagery and this is again that red which melisandra again will personify here sure, in a bit sure. when she gets up to the wall so <sighs> He pushes on until Castle Black begins to come into view, like so many broken toys beneath the great cliff of ice. And I quoted this line specifically because it says, By then, the wall glowed pink and purple with the first lights of dawn. And I just don't understand why there is such Dane imagery, house Dane imagery here in this description of the wall. Red herring? With the, uh, potentially, but the pink and purple and the first lights of Indeed. dawn. Yeah, dawn you know, and dawn purple. Dawn being the sword, purple is Shara Dane, her eyes. And the pink doesn't really like associate with anything. Uh, the that color I John wants to dye his hair. Sure, <laughs> when John's feeling edgy, it's an interesting just. Uh, and I probably not. It's probably not. And you know, George can just write colors and not have there be allusions to things. But it was just something I noticed. Yeah, and uh, there's definitely times I would imagine where even if he isn't meaning anything by it. His editors and his, you know, proofreaders and all that aren't going to necessarily question that kind of stuff because who knows what he's plotting or planning with it. And so if it's nothing, then it it just it's beautiful imagery of a wonderful sunset. But otherwise, there's now this little seed that's been planted that can just. Well, right. I mean, it could be seen that the Danes are just another wall to the truth of Jon Snow's real heritage like the ashara smokescreen that people have put up don't fuck, no, fuck with me I'll, just, I'll do it you i'll find it, it. yeah so i'll find it, it dude just, like it's like do you have that written no, on your notebook it's over not here there. no Jesus yeah no Christ, that's off that the dome bad. we're firing this shit off ah, 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 ah. so yes that no was a great one, quote though uh, i didn't write that down. terrible no one appro- like challenges his approach no one sounds a horn it's like hey there's a dude coming nothing which not yay, thing. yay. Which makes sense, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Because A, most of the forces went north. B, who the fuck is going to attack from the south? Who? Name five people. 
Don't, don't, Fens, don't anymore. No anymore. Ramsey Bolton. Yes, Bruce I Bruce Bolton. I fucking Stannis Baratheon, like in an insidious, fucked up way. And then, like, Joffrey Baratheon eventually when he, like, becomes a little fucked. He's dead. Yeah, well, he wouldn't maybe be, if depending on how no, things he's go. He's dead. Oh, all right. Joffrey's a no. So Joffrey's a no. Then uh, Cersei, when she takes this All right, God damn it. Fine, fine, okay. fine. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. So he goes straight. He's like, look, he, he has some flashback. He's like, oh, look, there's the commander's tower where I started a big fire and like we had to move out. That sucks. I'm moving in again, bitches. And no, then not he, there. he, he notes that again. Mormont's new tower, the king's tower, lol, 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 lol. Uh, you name him king is to name them. King is to kill them. Uh, is empty. It's dark. Then, you know, they didn't leave the light on for Mormont <laughs> and that's why he didn't return. So. And he noticed, however, that there is smoke rising from the armory chimney. And, like, my boy, it's like the 90s Christmas movie, the cheesy, like, the dad pulls up in the taxi, and he's like, oh, no one's home. But then he sees, like, the light on in the bedroom, and he's like, oh. Oh, it's my yeah, friend. Yeah. And, and he sees Noi, Donald Noi. Sir Donald Noi. Fucking pounding it out, yo. And Noi notices him, and despite all that John's been through... He smiles. It's a it's, fucking ghost. Look at this motherfucker. It's good to see Noi. And yeah, Noi's like, yo, look at you. We heard you went dark side, bitch. Shut up. And he says that it was uh, Jarman Buckwell who'd returned a fortnight pass and said that he saw John walking and riding alongside the column in wearing a sheepskin. Traded in that black cloak, did you, boy? Which he still is right. currently wearing. So he's like, I see that part's at least true. And he's like, it's all true. Yeah, for sure, man. Yep. I did it all. I even fucked a girl. Yo, I killed Corrin half-hand. It was dope. It was sweet. And, and he's like, so should, um, should I be? There's a, there's a blade literally above you. Could you hand me that? Because I could take it down and, should I, should I take it down and kill you? <laughs> no, dude. Corrin told me to do it. John, the baby bird, listen. I, I know you know nothing. You want to lead with that. That's that's the thought hey, set. I was on orders from Corin Hahan to learn what I could about what they were doing, and I have lots of information. And John's like, "Hey, where's the garrison though? Like, where's everybody at? Where's is everybody sleeping? Is and, it late?" And he's like, "They were all spread out. Harma's dog's head was seen at fucking Woods Watch by the pool. Rattleshirt rattle shirt at Long Barrow. The Weeper near Ice Mark. They're climbing near Queensgate." They're hacking the gates of Grey Guard. They're massing against Eastwatch, like, and John's like, motherfucker, they're <laughs> intentionally spreading you thin, and says that the gate is here. The attack is here, you dense fences. So I really like the idea that the whole wall itself is under siege right now, essentially. Even yeah. if it's a ploy, it's under siege. Yeah, it's poking and prodding. And, and then Bran's uh, going to just... With Sam, even. They're just going to come and sleep, sleep, and just both of them are just going to sneak on by, skirt on by through everything. And it's such perfect positioning for them to just slip on through everything. I mean, it's awesome. It's perfect because it's the advice John gives to Art. You know, you poke them full of holes. Like, it's just that. It's, you know, you keep poking and prodding, you spread them out thin enough. Yeah, it's it's great. Mance is no dummy. It's such a neat convergence of so many point of views at this point right. right here. Even if it is spread along the wall and in different little, but this whole little centralized area, it's just a lot of fun to see all the the workings happening. So, so Noi notices the wound and notes it as a, a wildling arrow, and then he says that he's you know he's digging John to Amon. We gotta get you cleaned up. So he gives him an arm, and well, he only has one. <laughs> and John tells him that the wildlings are. South of the wall. They're coming to open the gate. And 120 well armed wildlings. And they are, they're pretty well, like that steel and armors, weapons that'll fuck your shit up. And he says, what do I have here? 40s at the wall led by Sir Winton. Yeah, John asks how many remain here. 40 odd, the crippled, infirm, and green boys still in training. And Marsh had named Sir Winton Castellan, but seems, he seems to have forgotten. So Noy is actually kind of interim manager right now. Like it's it's just for the for the temporary. And John's like, actually, that's for the best because like at least Noy will get some shit done, and it's the better choice in war. So like that's cool. And then Noy's like, hey, where's your little wolf? Where's your wolf guy? And John's like, ah, uh, shit. I had hoped he'd be here because I had to leave him south of the wall. And haven't you seen him yet? Come on. 
No, no, no ghosts. No, no ghosts. Nope, no, no ghosty. Ghosty's uh, ghosty. He's ghosting. Yeah. So they do arrive, and little Clyde is just going to try to help John for a second before actually going and getting the real Maester and Man of the Hour. Ugh. The room is just warm and stuffy, and John immediately gets sleepy. Which, like, I don't know if you ever had an infection or been real, real sick. Not you, but listeners. I know your medical history to a disgusting degree, but. That fucking feverish, just like, I'm in and out of it, but I'm hot, I'm cold, and then you enter a room that's stuffy and, like, overly warm, and it's that skin prickly, but you're so sore that, like, just lay me down and let me, give me something for the pain and let me die. (laughs) It's, like, I just can feel this chapter. But Noi eases John down, and John has to close his eyes to stop the world from spinning. And then he hears the ravens above. Snow! Snow! And he's like, fucking Sam. You son of a... Sam! And he wonders, you know, did Sam make it back or just the broodies? Sam did not make it back. The burbs? Not yet. And then Eamon shuffles in, and he's like, yo, what up, playa? You gotta tell me everything once you're <laughs> good fuck boy all of a sudden once you're good once you're good like you're good it's cool i got you fixed up with this little take a little shot of it and this. yeah amen starts prepping for surgery he's like you know a little damp of the little damp of the alcohol on the hands clean that shit up boil some wine heat some iron sharpen those fucking knives let's do this and shit. he sniffs sniffs gets an idea that this is some gross shit he's dealing with yeah clytus cuts john's pants off hot and then John is telling Eamon that the wildlings are coming, and he climbed the wall, and Eamon's, yeah, sniffing bandages and trying to figure out infection and what happened. And he's like, uh, we? We climbed the wall? And John's like, oh, yeah, well, it was Corrin's orders and, you know, this and that. And Eamon begins poking and prodding the wound, like, because he's blind and has to, like, oh, oh, awful. (laughs) Fuck. It would suck. So that's why John just blurbs out with everything is because he probably just assumes that Eamon can smell the virginity has left him. Well, yeah, he's like, he, oh, you slept with a... Yep, he smells gotcha. sex. <laughs> hot, hot sex. He smells it. And Eamon knows it. And John's like, hey, where's the old bear? Like, can I see him? Can he see my dad? Nope. And Eamon's like, oh, John, he was murdered. <laughs> At no, 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 it's okay. By his own man. By his own brother. That's not the worst of it, though. Ned Stark broke his leg like six months ago, dude. It was a fucking year. How long ago was that? A while. A while, dude. We're on an adventure. (laughs) John is in disbelief. He's like, yo, father broke his leg? Like, who was it? (laughs) (laughs) Who was it that killed Mormon? And we get the list. The list of Garth of Old Town. All the Lophand Dirk. Thieves, cowards, and killers. The lot. The watch is not what it used to be. There's also four or five more, if you didn't mention that. Too few honest men to keep the rogues in line. <laughs> is he Slugworth, Slughorn now? Amen. A dozen true men made it back. Ed, Giant, your friend, the Aurochs, which, like, come on, Eamon. Like, the big has, one! <laughs> he, like, he has a name, Gren. It's not that hard. Yeah, similar, again. I was called the big one at a point in our yes, lives. Like, so Orox is perfectly fine as a nickname. A That's dozen. Fine. John's like a dozen? A, do- a baker's dozen? Yeah, like, no, like 12. So, uh, 13 even. Then there were 200 that dipped out. 12 came back cool. What about Sam? I No, I said a dozen. Fuck Sam. And like, yeah. no. Uh, Bowen, John's like, it's Bowen Marsler come in now then? Fuck, that sucks. And, <laughs> and, and Eamon's like, yeah, he is. Till there's a choosing. 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 Dropping that out early here. Just a little bit of a... And John's like, who the fuck is left to choose? Like, there's uh, Thorn Smallwood. But did he even survive? Or Aunt Withers? No. Cotter Pike or Dennis Malister? Both good men, but different. And they hate each other. And that's why Morin kept them apart at opposite ends of the walls. And, you know, the fucking Malisters just hate the Ironborn anyway. So, like, what the fuck? And he's just fever spewing. And it's also like, hey, John... This is why, like, you you are being groomed to command, because you understand these things. You understand that the Malisters have a deep-seated hatred of the Ironborn, and why? And that's a good thing for a commander to know. Hey, hey, you're doing it. But the pain brings him, his mind back as Eamon's like, does this hurt? Hey, and he pokes hey. it. Pa, 
But he's getting milk of the puppy, you know, like he's right. getting the good shit. So John tried. He's like, no, I can't. And they're like, you're gonna. Cause All right, well, you need to start sending some messages. We need to get the kings involved. So start sending letters south to Winterfell. King's Landing. Yeah, I like the the little miscommunication because John's like, yeah, the Magnar's men are here, and he's trying Fun. to keep his mind yeah. off of the surgery that is now occurring to his leg. Gross. And Noi's like, the Magnar, like, that's a title, brah. What the fuck? And Eamon's like, dude, it's good. Like, the Wildlings use it as, like, a title, Beautiful. too. Like, don't right. worry about it. They don't know nothing. And then, like, because Noi is like, Skagos, 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 which, like, you know. Magnar Rickon, I'm just throwing it out there. Don't look at me. Don't at me. Either. Rickon of Then, like shit. No, because Then is I the know. place. He's you. Magnar Rickon of, of Skagos. I'll fucking punch you in the throat. Wow, he's getting angry everywhere. Here is Magnar of some place called Then. Yeah, up near the Frostfangs. But John's like, but man, it didn't get the horn. So there's that. But by the way, I believe in magic now. Horn. Wait, horn. Yeah, the Horn of Winter. Wait, he thinks that's real? Hold up. Yeah, I like Eamon being like, wait a minute. Mance Raider. Mance Raider. So, yeah, let's take just a quick moment, because we haven't put too much talk into that, and if we did, it was a long-ass time ago. Mance was once a Night's Watchman. Yeah. And so he spent time with Eamon. Eamon and him have probably right. enjoyed long that's... talks similar to what John is doing right now. And that's exactly where Zach was going with that, and I'm stealing his idea before he can say it. Man's fucking raider thinks that he can find this thing? For what reason? He had dragon dreams. What does that mean, dude? I'm, I mean, Man's raider... This is why I want hit a point of view chapter from this motherfucker. Is Man's raider a puppet or... Is he acting of his own volition? Or is he Rhaegar Targaryen? I'm asking you. Is he a puppet oh. or is he acting of his own volition? I, mm, that's, I, that's, I want to think that he's acting of his own volition. Is he an instrument, a blood raven, the great other, or some other, you know? Or is he, like, mancing because he's mancing? If he, and he is, wants to I think all he's over more, more in the fields of, no, I don't think he's intent, not knowingly. I don't think he's sure. a puppet. I think that he's acting in the best interest of mankind and his people that he's been with and the the things that he enjoys about the free folk and the wildlings as a whole. So is this his Rhaegar prophecy moment, the moment where he hears something mystical and it's about to bite his cock off because yes. Yes. this is the one for him, this is the legend that's going to bite his cock off? Right, if he's not Rhaegar, who's already had that... Then yes, that's exactly He's what I think that is. Hi, Lami. There's a cat in the studio, folks. So yeah. like everything could just go He's to done. hell. He was right just now. checking things yeah, out. Right. He's already left. He He's was like, gone. "I've got nothing to add to this conversation. The boys have got it." And so, so yeah, Eamon's like, eh, he ble-, which again. Uh, important that Eamon is questioning this because clearly that means he's viewing Mance Raider as someone who's logical and doesn't seem to believe in these higher mysteries as they're called in this world. But John's like, yeah, they all do. Egret says like they open hundreds of fucking crypts and like let all the shades out and it's real scary. Like, uh. and then Noi is like, yo, who the bitch? Who's Egret? What's My that, bae. John? What of it? And yeah. John, yeah, John word vomits and like just has a whole ass existential crisis. Describes her as a young, wild girl, and, like... It's so... I I don't know what the word is, because, like, I don't want to say adorable, or funny, or... It's... Something, the, the way that John doesn't understand that, that whole... I mean, I guess it's that pure belief in honor itself above all else. The, the fact that every one of them are like, all right, dude, like, you... You slept with someone. Like, you you fucking killed Corrin Halfhand, brah. Like, we're, right. we're not too concerned that you right. slept with it, like, somebody. Like, on the total like, pull of things that you get in trouble for, Corrin's death is right. more important. We're not too terribly I mean, that's, it's indoctrination, my man. Like, that's a hell of a thing when you're sure, told. Like, sure. And that's all this is. And it's even, like, to the point where he's describing her as a young, wild girl. Why? Because she has agency? Because she's fucking makes her own choices. That's considered a while. There's even a, right. there's a fucking privilege that John's coming from here, where it's even that 
sort of colonial bullshit of the young wild girl out there that I'm going to tame her. And it's that, no, no, Egret just, you know, lives and has to live savagely because of the land that they're on. But like, and even that it's right. It's the, her culture's different than yours. Right. Fuck it's you, not, accept right. It. It's not, she's a wild, she's this her to crazy yours. hot wild girl over the wall. It's, you know, she's a, she's a, a, a girl that I fell in love with. Over, over the wall, you would call her a wildling, I would call her a free folk, or I'd probably just call her Egret, you know, cause like I just call her Egret and like, no, instead he's gotta be that right. conditioned north of the wallian and he confesses to breaking her fat, his vows with her, and his head is swimming due to the milk of the poppy, and Heyman asks for the blade, and tells <laughs> Noi that he's gotta hold him down and John similar to uh thanks chase you pointed out the hound in jamie uh-huh, uh-huh. john says he will not scream and Jamie Lannister said the same thing about his hand but he breaks that vow as well which is beautiful wording i'm a burp gross you're a fucking disgusting person just like theon Greyjoy. wow yes clytus helps guide Eamon through the surgery, which I just, you know, I imagine is, like, extra scary. Like, just, uh... Having somebody else guiding someone to the surgery. Like, yeah, I... It's pretty awful for John in general, the whole thing. Right, I like, almost feel like I'd prefer just Eamon going in. Right, then like, it's Clytus, that, get your stupid, like, get out Eamon of here. Eamon has the like, confidence right, like, to be like, doing let this. Let Eamon but do it. But... And so, sure, whatever works. I'm my, I'm cringing, so can we get the fuck past this part? So it's John awful. screams and pounds and pounds the table, and eventually he faints from the pain. I fainted reading this part from the pain. And then he wakes... And he sleeps, and he wakes, and he sleeps, and he dreams that Egret is tending him with gentle hands. It's nice. It's very nice. nice. His next waking is not so gentle, with throbbing pain that makes him want to fucking scream. And then a candle flares, and hey, it's his friends Pip and Gren. They're here, everybody. They're like, what up? We've been here for a bit. And Gren's like, here, John, drink some fucking water, because you probably got cotton mouth like a motherfucker. And like, if you've ever had sure. a medical procedure done, he does. And John was like, I saw the fists. Like, holy shit, what happened? Tell me everything. And they're like, yeah. We got fisted. We got... <laughs> oh, God. That's what they said. So they get uh, the... He, he asks who made it back, and he gets the list of... Dywin, Giant, Ed, Sweet Donald, Hill, and Ulmer. Left hand, Lou. Donald. Garth, Greyfeather, plus four or five more. And John asks, Sam, Sam... And Gren, like, yeah. poor Gren, man, because he, like, has to, like, feels like he's got to explain and right. just say, he's like, Sam the Slayer. You kill another John. Like, that was crazy with the dragon glass dagger that you gave us. We called him Sam the Slayer. Oh, and, Sam fucking loves that, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, John's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened to him, though? And Gren's well. like, we had to leave him, John. We left him. We had to. We shook him. We slapped him. We yelled at him. But, like, it was, like craziness and we were at Craster's and the mutineers were tearing the place apart and raping people and eating food and shit and Ed was like yo they're gonna kill the loyal ones to keep us from telling so we've gotta fucking leave Sam with the old bear and we did he just wouldn't move John like we couldn't do anything we couldn't John thinks you were his brother how could you leave him among murderers and wildlings which you were wrong to love her you were wrong to leave her is an interesting moniker that's been coming up, and it's literally, he's asking that of them. How could you love him? How could you leave him? Like, you left him there to die. But claimed he was your brother. But claimed he was your brother, brother. right. And Pip and Gren are trying to be cheerful about Sam. You know, maybe he made it out. He killed another. He's pretty badass. And Jon tries to sit up because he's Jon Snow, and of course he does, and that's a mistake because, of course, it is. And then Pip's like, yo, Gren, go get Eamon. And John's like, no, we're not. Like, they are. The Magnars come in. And right. I gotta, we gotta be prepared. We're men. We're manly men. And I'll just walk on a leg that can't support me now. And Pip's like, yo, Noi has men watching the South. We're right. good. Fine. Like, because that wasn't happening before. Everything that can happen at the moment is currently Birds happening. are out to Eastwatch, Shadow Tower. Like, that's, that's it. Like, But what about Winterfell? Oh no, baby! Oh, and Eamon walks up. He's like, "Yo, what a play! I heard you were calling for me. Like my pe- my pager went off." And John's <laughs> like, "Yo, like, what the fuck? You know, we can't rest the wildlings, Mance. Mance, has Winterfell been told? Has the king? What the fuck? What the fuck? What There's the fuck? nobody to tell at Winterfell. Your brothers are burned, and they've gone to hell. 
Sorry, I carried on a little more than I should have. Much more has happened since you've been gone. Balin has named himself king, and we've sent appeals to each of these five kings, yet none respond. And Winterfell, John, be strong. Winterfell is no more. And John's like, ah, uh, Brandon Rickon went Winterfell, foop. And Aemon's like, yeah, they dead, bitch. They were killed. Yeah, but did you hear about my father's leg, Eamon? <laughs> <laughs> they were killed by Theon Greyjoy, who took the fa- the castle in the name of his father. I, I do appreciate how confused even John is by that. The, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was a dick. Right. But he was father's ward. He, no way he fucking killed them. That's crazy. And, you know, obviously I hate Theon with every... There's no redemption, nothing. You can't be fucking... Right, right, right. But it's just one of those inklings of that layering that shit throughout all the books to make us fucking empathize with him later on. Yeah, I like the the, the little bit here that we get because this is what sort of confirms that there's some fishy business going on with the... Not that there hasn't been confirmation already, but it says, yeah, uh, when your father's bannerman threatened to retake Winterfell... He put the castle to the torch, and like that right there, we were in Theon's head when that was happening. Theon was ready to fight to the last, like he was ready to die for that excursion, and that's not what happened. Like he wasn't burning Winterfell to spite Roderick in them. He died because everyone turned well, not died, but got taken prisoner because got knocked the fuck out turned because reek turned on him and then gran is like oh it's all right though because like it's avenged because it said bolton's bastards flaying him inch by inch which there's there's the fun little setup for yeah and so this is also where john is confused as fuck because he swears he saw a great wind uh summer summer Summer. and man it knew me. He was saying, <laughs> it knew me. It knew me. And then he's like, wait, but if Bran's dead, like, could he live on in his wolf like Orel did the eagle? Foreshadowing. <laughs> Second life. John, or Gran goes to get John to drink some, some more milk of the poppy, which gets his head spinning. And he thinks of Winterfell with its, you know, different crenulations and crypts. And he thinks, you know, specifically the line of oak and iron, which again is a Duncan Egg. Reference of sure. oak and iron guard me well, lest my soul be sent to hell. And so, sentinel se- sent to hell. I was just because we always talk about the sentinel trees, right? Sentinel. And so, yeah, it's just an interesting one that John's pointing out here. In his, uh, but dreams take him, dreams, and he's at Winterfell. Hey, that place. Can I point out? I constantly fucking yell at Zach for using dreams in our D&D games. They drive me crazy. They're so easy to misinterpret into everything. And you you, you writers just love them. You just... They're, they're, they're great storytelling devices. God damn it. I apologize. Well, Nate was bitching. I was slipping my straw. So if you heard that, my bad. Anyway, us discussioners will continue over here. Thank you. Oh, no, you weren't included in that. Oof. He's in the hot pools beneath a huge weirwood with his father's face. Nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel. Like a big Eddard Stark being like, John, don't put your penis in her. I'm the tree. I'm the tree, John. Look at me. The man who passes the sentence. And it's much more like the the Wizard of Oz type tree, like where they're like, he's throwing fucking apples. John. Right. Like, he won't let them be. John. Are you going to pierce her with your sword, John? Three inches apart. Three inches. Yeah, and then, of course, there's Egret, who's, like, doing the little strip tease and laughing and blowing him kisses and trying to kiss him. And he's like, not in front of my dad, my babe. My dad's like, right there. He's babe. watching us. And he's like, no, I, I can't. I can't father a bastard, especially not in front of my dad. Like, I'm not into that kink. <laughs> and she's like, you know nothing, Jon Snow. And then her skin dissolves into gross. Yeah, man, that's, you know, yay, melting skin. Sloughs off her bones and the hot pool bubbles dark and and red. So where do we want to go? What direction here with Sexual repression, the fear of the future. uh, The fear of the bastardy and his lineage. I I thought taster's choice. So, going far off, probably reaching hard as far as hell. Oh, something's reaching hard. Uh, 
is this potentially an an al- a way of showing that she's not for him because she's melting and there's you know fire can't hurt the dragon and he needs to be with the dragon and he can't be with her regardless of her being a of little the bit fire. of a kill the boy situation yeah, sure, sure sure like she's uh, not right. she'll get in she's... the way for his Targaryen lineage mm-hmm. and what he needs to do maybe could be absolutely similarly it's partially the or uh, if not Targaryen lineage the granted I guess it falls into that as well mel's coming up to the wall here soon and we know she's got that bad boy the fire lord you know backing her and all Mm -hmm, she mm -hmm. does so his coming to life in the fire and the 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 lord of light and that life bringing capability fire not being able to hurt the dragon all of that coupled into this the love of the, the woman he thinks he Sure. Well, he does, he does love. Love. Yeah, love. no, there's no question uh, of it. She's melting before him. She can't stand the heat. She can't get, get out, out of the, the kitchen, kitchen uh, bitch. And so I think it's a very open for interpretation, of course, a dream where his my, well, like is my only other thought nothing. is that like to me, this is the other eye of the okay. Of the the privy, the brothel, privy, there, the brothel the, yeah, and sure. like it, it's a blood red pool that like it, it you know I to me it's the presence still still watching still influencing and still putting John on a path of which is you need to start letting Egret go and accepting that she's dead to you she won't ever you will never and it's been kind of consistent you will never frolic at Winterfell with Egret that is. The, see, a pipe dream, and as uh, it's the, similar to Brand. So like, here's put my that away. Issue. You don't need that now. As the girls gone canon mention it, there's how can they have a sequel spinoff show oh if fucking God. if the because clearly the base material, the shows that inspire, I think is how the girls uh-huh. put it. The, the 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 show that inspired these books right. have a spinoff Jon Snow thing, and so that how can he live happily ever after if his one and only doesn't make it? And so that's what would confuse me there. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I I do like the idea that. There's only the one, similar like you said with the eye. We had the one eye before. It's almost like the third eye is the red eye, the one individual. And so here again, we only have the one eye. Almost like Euron's smiling eye. That red eye opening again. Even here though Euron's is said to be blue. But... As a sacrifice occurs, the red eye opens. And so, yeah, I definitely see what you can I mean, be saying. It, it, with it, it could be as L. simple, like, because, you know, I could be going grander, it, maybe not the great other. It could just be Blood Raven, even. Like, hey. Sure, just checking in on the dreams and, here. Like, you and know, it's him. not missed for, for some fucking reason here. It's a terrifying red eye. I don't know. But the imagery invoked seems to me that this pool is just a cool, steamy hot spring, and then all of a sudden it's crazy bloody red, and the only other stark red imagery we've gotten... Stark red. Ha ha ha. Stark. Besides Ghost. Ghost his... wasn't in this chapter. And that's it. He was that's mentioned. Well, and he's that's missing. where my... And that's why I'm, like, I'm questioning whether this is good. Whether this is, like, the old gods that the the, the, the blood of the, the first men that the Starks invoke. I don't... F- this feels malicious to me. This doesn't feel... This feels like Great Other. Or sure. if it's Blood Raven... Blood Raven's being fucking scary. Well, again, and... to, yeah, it definitely feels more sacrificial than it does anything right. else. And, yeah, not a pleasant thing at all but Ugh. so I guess fucking like we'll, we'll bubble bubble toil and trouble our ass to the small council yeah that's and... the, the end of the, the chapter there so we'll think about bloody pools of fucking goopy mess it's bone soup dude hot tub not scream, John told himself when he saw the blade glowing red hot, but he broke that vow as well. Donald Noy held him down while Clytus helped guide the maester's hand. John did not move except to pound his fist against the table again and again and again. The pain was so huge he felt small and weak and helpless inside it, a child whimpering in the dark. Stench of burning flesh was in his nose, and his own shriek echoing in his ears. Ygritte, I had to. For half a heartbeat, the agony started to ebb. But then the iron touched him once again, and he fainted.
Pugsley is in session now. We're not offering therapy. Is that what it's called when they're when the small council is in session? Is counseling? Is I mean, is, are we not? I don't. Uh, yeah. You are being counseled at this very moment. Okay. So John six. Yes. Got an inductee. No, prepared for this? Of course. Yes, I do. It is Donald Noy. I think we brought him back way early on because he had some great talks about who Renly and Stannis are, which is fun that we're seeing. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, they're about to lose all sorts of people around them. It's a blast. Stannis is going to be coming up to the wall here very, very shortly. And Donald Noy was talking about the rigidity of Stannis and who he is. And so he has a... John has firsthand knowledge of who these people he's interacting with are before interacting with almost all of them. Mm-hmm. And so he just has this great positioning around him of these advisors that lead to him getting the Lord Commander position, not just because old Ma- Bear was, you know, grooming him. Grooming. Uh, but also the the others, you know, at, like Donald Noy, who's one-armed, fucking sword-wielding, fucking metal-mashing badassery has led him to be running the Night's Watch right now, even if unofficially. he's He's got the fucking most wisdom and knowledge and authority at the moment, and so I, I want that kind of badassery keeping us company here in the Brotherhood. Sure. Donald Noy. Sure. He gonna be dead. You know, it, it, is there anybody in the chapter besides... I was going to say, besides Jon Snow, Rats. is there anybody in this chapter that's still alive when we're, where we're at at the moment? Ed, maybe? Ed and Gren? Ed and Gren, sure. Pip? Yeah, I mean, they die in the I don't think Ed was show, in this. Pip. Pip and Gren. Pipar. Pipar. Anyway. Uh, my inductee. Duck. Oh, it's going to the uh, the two the two boys, the stable boys that John woke up and like sent to get him shit. Because one, they hooked it the fuck up. And two, neither of them are the dumb motherfucker who's going to take a shot at a grit that the show made as, like, a character that mattered or something. And so, like, that's real cool. They're just two boys who got them a horse and stuff. Good job, stable boys. Good job, stable stable boys. boys. Or at least stable boys in Moletown or random villages that are going to allow us to thank stable boys. They're clearly, you know, I don't know why I'm, like, into shooting on the show this episode, but, like, they've got the Gendry fucking sprinting strength, so, like, they can, you know, get right up to Castle Black, so, like... Cool. The two stable boys that John awakes because, you know, the British are coming, and that's an important role. All right. Great cop-out answer. So Kristen Bitch. wrote in. <laughs> All right, Kristen. And hers is going to be short, so don't worry. You can fucking chill because uh, she knows her red wedding notes are going to be lengthy. Nate's so, are in. He can't string a thought together. Holy fucking... Can I finish Kristen's? Can please? you? Will you allow me the I absolutely will. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Our poor Johnny boy is overwhelmingly consumed by grief and guilt here, even before receiving the news of Brandon Rickon's death and the betrayal of Theon. As much as she'd love to bring him into the Brotherhood so he can be among friends... She's inducting Gren for entertaining the idea that Sam may still be alive and making sure to tell John of Sam's great feat, because that's what homies do. (laughs) She normally gravitates toward the dangerously smart, scheming characters, but Gren is such a cute little idiot, I want him in the Brotherhood. Kristen. I'm probably retweeting that. Gren is such a cute little idiot. I think that's my... That's I mean, my thought of the you week. You can't retweet it. It hasn't been tweeted. You'd have to. Did tweet. I say retweet? Yeah. I meant tweet. tweet. I just meant sorry, fucking holy shit. I know how to Twitter. Yeah, as long as I don't you, use no. it. Yeah, Thanks, sure. Kristen. We thank you so much for your awesome. Yeah, right. I'm good. Okay. Stop yelling at me. I hate on everything I do. It's ridiculous. You Kristen, make... you are wonderful. You give us great thoughts, and Zach's an awful person. Hey. If you would like to write in like our wonderful Kristen, like you know everybody else before the the episode at the at the start, Chase and and Stephanie. There's plenty of ways you can do so. Are we? Are you, yeah, you seem good. so mad no. at me. I don't know anymore. You're just so against oh. approving anything I do. It's hard to hard to know if I can continue. <laughs> so as we mentioned, we will be flooding Patreon content out. When I say flooding, I flood we'll my be... basement. <sighs> Sorry, I ha- you, you shut the fuck up. We'll be putting you out regular talk, and then I talk, <laughs> and then you yell at me. We will be putting out a regular episodes here, the Duncan Egg series. We've got the state of the. 
The, the, the stuff that's, you know, stuff. just everything, you know, all sorts of good. Yeah, we might be, like, calling that, like, an unplugged series. We're kind of working that, like, where it's just kind of a more relaxed, generalized conversation about things we're doing, things we want to do. Sure. Ideas. So you can check that out, patreon.com slash withoutmanners. You can send us an email. Email us at withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group. You get private access to the private Facebook group through Patreon as well, but just the general Facebook can be found searching Brotherhood Podcast over there, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. Zach's on Twitter. He Like he said, he sucks at tweeting. He mm-hmm. doesn't know what the fuck he's doing over there, but at carstark92. Nate is on Twitter at mannerswithout. And give us a rate and review wherever you, you find us because those really do help us That's get cool. found by other listeners. We appreciate them. We're basically on every podcast platform you can find. Odyssey, Audacity, I think is probably one. Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, has Stitcher, a lot of Audacity. Podbeam. That's he, true. He mopes when people don't review us, so review us, so that way he stops moping. And know? then check out our episodes where we're guesting. We're doing... What? I, I'll i be making that what? that great appearance here soon. What? I think we announced that last episode, right? And so... What? Uh, not that it hasn't been public knowledge from the girls themselves, but I'll be joining them for some fun over on the Girls Gone Canon podcast. What? So we'll be doing that. We'll be putting out... Who's next? I just closed my notebook. Oh, Zach, my where's... Yours is closed, too. Fuck off. Catlin, Catlin six. 6. And holy fucking shit. We're going, guys. We're there. It's there. It's happening. We're going through the hard times. Uh, yeah, it's going to get awfully red up in here. It's... This is the end. It's a bloody mess. The Starks are dying. And we're going to be reading about it and being sad. We'll be getting on a more fixed schedule here soon, so just stick with us while we iron out the fucking kinks in this bitch. And we'll catch you on the next one. Valerie Harris!